Well, good morning and welcome to the Church Office podcast. Uh, my name is Gavin Smith and uh, it's a joy to welcome today Sharon Clark to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for the invitation. It's a real privilege to be here. It's, it's lovely. Sharon has written a book on church administration and it is brilliant. And today's a really <laughs> an opportunity to kind of get to know you a little bit, uh, but also to promote this, this brilliant book. And uh, it's got a great title. What a starting point this is, Spreadsheets <laughs> and Prophecy. Um, yeah, full marks for kind of getting kind of catchy, catchy book title. I, I love that. Um, before we get into the book, tell, tell us a little bit, our listeners, a little bit about your context, where you're serving, your kind of background and kind of church administration. We'd love to hear a bit more about that. Yes. So my background is mainly as a writer and an editor. Um, I did that for a number of years. It worked really well when my kids were small. Um, particularly, I was working in technical editing, freelancing for quite a bit of the time. Then I went to work for um, a university in Milton Keynes. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention names, but yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, of course, Keynes, yeah. you know which one it is. So, um, which was really great because up until then, having freelanced and also worked for fairly small companies working for a university I saw big scale how management works and learned a lot in the couple of years that I was there and I actually thought I would be there for the rest of my life it was such a great job I thought this is I'm going to be here until I retire now <laughs> but my church leader had different ideas I volunteered in all sorts of different ways within church I belong to New Life Church in Milton Keynes yeah. which um, over the past few years has grown significantly um so it's now well it's hard to tell how many people we have now because of the pandemic but pre-pandemic yeah. we were sort of 800 to 900 people okay. so fairly large church um yes and so Richard who led the church about it was 11 years ago now I think um needed somebody to come in and help out with administration and thought for some reason that I would be ideal. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, hunted. I love that. Yes, <laughs> and um, despite initially saying no, <laughs> I yeah. did end up taking the role on, and never regretted it at all. It's mm. it's hard work at times, as anyone who's an administrator will appreciate. But it's also been a lot of fun. Yes. But just love the way that God has actually used a lot of my previous experience um, to. Um, help in the church I mean the very first thing was we had no holiday system as such and having worked at um, well it's the Umpen University having worked there I literally yeah. just nicked what they did and used it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah there's yeah. things like that where it was like oh suddenly uh, yeah this experience that I've got that I thought was completely irrelevant to anything was actually very relevant so yeah. God always uses everything that we do in our lives I think he does, yeah. I think our backgrounds, yeah, it's surprising, isn't it? I remember having a kind of a, a period of time where I did some youth work and and then suddenly we had a just an influx of young people coming to the church. I'm thinking, right, actually I can I need to refer back to some policies and some things that we yes. did. <laughs> and then you introduce those into the church and you're right, God sort of blesses those things, doesn't he, and prepares yeah. you for the role in a way that I felt totally unprepared when I started. Absolutely, um, yes. It's it's great. And um, and how long have you been serving at the church for now? So it's 11 years, is it? Yes, on staff, it's about 11 years. Yes. And like I say, as a volunteer, much longer than that. So, yeah, yeah, I was already producing the church weekly newsletter and okay. various other comms. So, yeah. 
you picked all of those things up. So where did the idea and the, the passion come to, to write this book then? The uh, prophecy and spreadsheets is, this, <laughs> it's a great name. Let's, let's go to the book. Tell me, tell me a bit, cause there's obviously some history behind this, isn't there? You, you know, you're a writer, you've got this experience and, yes. and God's opened up an opportunity to do something here. So I can't claim any credit for the title. I have a very good friend in a church in Reading who um, asked me to run a seminar on administration with Richard at an event that she was organising. And she actually came up with the title and I thought it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. captured everything that's on my heart. It's that combination of administration is so very, very practical. We spend so much of our time uh, setting up spreadsheets and dealing with data but when you pair it up with the Holy Spirit's wisdom and prompting yes. then it's just it becomes a wonderful experience yeah. and and you can yeah. do so much more and so yeah I I'm really grateful to her for that title so <laughs> yeah and then I think yes why did I want to write it was um, so initially when I started working for the church I had the view that administration was very much uh, just coming in and sorting all the practical stuff mm -hmm. and also that it wasn't really seen as a ministry in its own right or valued in that way yes. and but then as I started to meet other administrators and particularly Paul Manwaring was very um, influential in that because I went mm -hmm. off and did his training course and just his teaching on actually we are a gift to the church yeah. Yeah. And it made me want to get that message out because every administrator I came across just had this attitude of, oh, well, I think I refer to it in the book. Oh, I'm just the administrator. I just do this. And I'm like, mm. we need to lose that word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just do admin. Yeah. Because yes. you take the administrators yeah. out of the church, nothing will happen. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. It's such an essential part of church ministry, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. to coordinate. Yeah. And to help things run in the background it, it is yes. so important and I, I love the way the book values that I think that comes across really lovely and, and the whole idea that it's a, a gift a spiritual gift for the common good for the church to build up the church and strengthen the church yes um is is lovely it, it is lovely so there's a real heart to promote that and I think that comes across great in the book um it really Good. does it really really does and um, what are some of the the best chapters that you you loved that you thought oh I just enjoyed re, re, you know writing this <laughs> and communicating this is there a highlight for you on something like that I think my favorite chapter is the one about time um, okay which I ended up calling it the gift of time yeah. um because a friend of mine in publishing looked at my original chapter title which I'm a huge fan of sci-fi and yeah. particularly Doctor Who, and I'd actually called it the timey-wimey stuff, <laughs> which is a quote from Doctor Who. I think the quote is still in the book. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it is. But just I realised as I was starting to get into all of this that God is outside of time, mm. and he does do amazing miracles with time all, all the time. <laughs> That's yeah. a terrible sentence. Yeah. But, and, yeah, often I would start the day really stressed, thinking that there's no way I can get all of this done. And I'd get to the end of the day and suddenly go, how did that happen? How and it's, I refer to him as, yeah, the God of the elastic time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But also yeah. there is that wonderful story in the Old Testament of how he just made, you know, the shadows went the opposite way up or down the steps because mm. he held time back. And, yeah, again, I think that miraculous aspect of him. Yeah. 
and that just takes the pressure off us actually in terms of yes it's not all about my time management actually even in that we can partner with god and trust in him to enable us to get done what we need to be, to do in a you know a limited amount of hours <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think you're spot on there it's, yes yeah it's lovely and i think what what i love about the book as well is there's there's lots of there's some great teaching in it but you also have got very practical help there's prayers at the end of each chapter there's things to encourage us and inspire us um i i think this is a really lovely combination when you talk about time you know battling with the email stuff mastering your list you know those things are quite practical but but you know the link back to actually we're doing ministry here to serve a god to serve a group of people that god loves and is passionate about um and we get the privilege to kind of sit behind the scenes and coordinate these things. Um, it's it's lovely. And and you're right, that kind of partnership with God, that we're not just doing it on our own, um, trying to manage our own time. But but God's in this, isn't he? And he's preparing yes. work for us to do, good works for us to do in the background. Yes. Um, he calls and us also, to. the importance of putting people first. So we've actually had somebody join us new on team who's come from a very corporate background and the first month has been a bit of a culture shock for him because he's used to anybody wanted to talk to him they had to make an appointment and he'd speak to them in a month's time (laughs) so he he went down to the office to make a cup of coffee came back an hour later and was like I just can't believe that I've spent an hour and they've been involved in a pastoral issue and he said, that would never have happened in my business, but isn't it great? <laughs> so, but then, of course, he was like, well, how do I get everything else done? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 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 stopping constant. for people. Yeah, yeah, so. and then trying to make up the time. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah I, I love that. There is a different culture, isn't there, in the, in the church? And um, I love that. One, one of the chapters that really stands out to me, and it's the, uh, the canned fish story. Ah, um, yes. <laughs> that, that really impacted me. Just this kind of, you know, I can see sometimes, you know, we're talking about people here that can kind of an inquire or I see it as an interruption. But the, the story just outlines this lovely connection. Could you tell us a little, a little bit about that? Tell our listeners a bit about that. Yes. I book. can't obviously say um, which organisation it was or anything. They were sure. like, please don't share who we are. But um, yes, yeah, so basically I was having a really busy day and the phone rang and it was um, somebody on the line saying, so I've got these cans of tuna, just wondering if you want them. And I was like, oh, why are you calling me in the middle of a working day? You know, just yeah. bring them into the office. <laughs> and, uh, so, just get on yeah, with it. I was probably quite impatient with him, but then it was like, well, you know, how many cans of tuna? And then I can't remember the number <laughs> off the top of my head, but it was like, you know, several hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And also all this pasta as well, at which point I was like, wow you know this is just fantastic but and then yeah. I spoke to somebody who works for a charity who was completely blown away by the fact that there was this opportunity and yeah. we did actually send it out to a charity and they still talk about it even now it mm. became um, the Christmas of the, the tuna <laughs> so yeah I love it was that. just this huge blessing but yeah every time I look back at it I think I was so close to not answering the phone in the first place mm. And then just dismissing this person really, you know, curtly. And it was only God's grace, actually, that managed to sneak through and actually listen. So (laughs) I think that's something I've also learned a lot is actually to take the time to listen to people rather than jumping in with my own priorities, my own interests. Which Again, it's all about time management, isn't it? I think being generous with our time 
is yeah. one of the the biggest gifts that we can give to other people in the church. Yeah, absolutely right. And I, I just love that story and what you're saying there because how God resources his work. And, oh, yes. you know, I was just, as I read the book, I was picturing, you know, uh, a village just receiving, you know, a whole container full of tuna and pasta <laughs> and and just the, the buzz that must have been there, the impact that it's got, the money that could be used for other things. Oh, um, totally, yes. That just came from a, a phone call from somebody who wanted to be generous. And um, I, I yes. love the fact that, you know, you were involved in that and you linked to that. And it just gave me a wonderful picture of actually, God's doing something in the background and we get the privilege to be, you know, to take the phone call, to link the person, that yes. something amazing happens because God's involved in it. And I was just blown away by that. And um, I think you say in there, um, believing problems and issues are bigger than the resources available. You know, we can have this kind of idea of, oh, maybe we won't do that. Or maybe we should hold back a little bit. Are we going to get the, the volunteers? Will we get the funding to do it? But there was just this lovely, like, just flavor that came from the book saying, actually, you can trust God. And as God leads you into some of these projects or programs or things that you've, uh, opportunities that you've got, his grace is going to enable you and he's going to resource it wonderfully. And uh, I just love that picture of the generous father. And, yes. Uh, it just comes across really, really well. Um, yes. I, I am frequently blown away by God's generosity. Just another story was um so the last time we had Christmas in person I've lost track of the years now but um we were doing something that required a lot of Christmas lights and yeah. completely randomly but again it was God we had a young man turned up at the building he said he works for a large department store and he said oh they were about to throw out all these Christmas lights and I thought well maybe the church could use them Literally, there was hundreds of pounds worth of fairy lights, wow. uh, <laughs> which we, we have a very large auditorium. We decked our ceiling with all these oh, fairy superb. lights. And, uh, and again, it was just the perfect timing, the perfect place. Yes. And, and yeah, and just his, his thought of generosity of, well, actually, let's not throw them out. The church just might. And yeah. I love it when God does all that stuff. It does I, uh, all the time. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? And, and I, it's a real privilege. I, I think it's great to remind our listeners that, you know, we're kind of on the front row of, or we get to see what God's doing behind the scenes where yes. other people in the church, you know, just see the lights going up, but they don't know the story behind it unless we communicate it. And, and it's yes. my, I've just been so blessed where there's been times and opportunities where you think, oh, God's brought something at the right time. Uh, I, I, I love that. And, you know great great chapter in the book really great chapter um let's go on to toasters now you've got oh, um, yes. <laughs> you've got a toaster story in the book um yes. tell me about this this is going to trigger something i'm sure yes i snuck doctor who in again <laughs> so um so one of the things that i have the enormous privilege of doing is as well as um administration is i'm part of the senior leadership team and i get to lead services occasionally host the services and this was easter sunday i believe <laughs> so, oh, wow. so i'm on stage worship is in full flow the kids of the youth are up in different rooms around the building and all of a sudden the fire alarm goes off and uh it was like what do we do do we oh no uh, get everybody out of the building you know we probably had 600 people in the building all over the place do we just immediately evacuate or do we check it out which we are actually allowed to do fire regulations you can check it out and yeah. uh, so anyway one I sent one of the stewards off who came back and went 
oh, there's just this smell of burning hot cross buns <laughs> in one room. <laughs> Somebody had taken the toaster from the kitchen yeah. into the youth group, I think it was, turned their back on it, and of course, hot cross buns burn really yeah. easily. And so it was like, I was able to reassure the congregation, it's not a problem, we're not going to evacuate, let's carry on worshipping. But um, I have to confess, I'm making it sound like it was really good fun. On the day, I was not amused. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It was like, what a, a foolish thing to have done, to have not thought about, actually, there's a reason why the toasters are in the kitchen, where the ventilation is. <laughs> and also, surely you would know to keep an eye on something really sugary in your toaster. So I was yeah. tempted the next day. In fact, I actually said to my church leader, that's it. We're not having any more toasters in the building. They're banned. <laughs> <laughs> that was my immediate Blanket. Banning the toasters. And um, but then afterwards, I thought, well, no, that's really hard. The person concerned was incredibly apologetic about it. And so uh, I came up with an email again, uh, just uh, referred to a Doctor Who episode, I think, of yeah. that time with the weeping angels, where it was yeah. when they're after you, you mustn't blink if you're looking at them because they send you back in time. And so this email was a really jokey one about, you know, toasters need to be watched and, you know, <laughs> be aware that they will they will burn if they can i kind of made the toasters come alive yeah yeah <laughs> they're out to get you <laughs> so, yeah and, and a couple of other things and i just signed it off with and whatever you do don't blink <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> and i sent it out it was one of the most well received emails because he used humor and i think yes. that's another key thing if you can get humor yeah. into something people respond really well yes and they also do. they know that actually you're for them you know, if I just sent an email out banning toasters, the bad yeah. feeling that I would have generated, it would have been a, a really big mistake. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. And I think the point that really drove home to me from that was that don't take yourself too seriously, Gavin. You know, the, the, you know <laughs> the use of humor, uh, you know, you know, we can we can be so pedantic, can't we, on some certain details and stuff like that. And 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 um, yeah. and actually, yeah, how do we? You know, we want we don't want the fire alarm to go off, but actually, how can we use humour? How can we use our person skills to kind of get a message across and and yeah. go and support it? Like, you know, I'd I'd be in there toasting the buns myself because it'd be fun to be you know <laughs> with the young people. You know, there's yes. things like that that we can do. So yeah, it's not going to go off, or if it goes off, it's my responsibility. And um, yeah. but yeah, there's yeah, I just thought it was a lovely way to kind of communicate that because you know signage in churches. Um, you know, please don't remove this or remove this or oh, bring gosh, this yes. back. It's just all these things, laminated posters that wherever you go to visit a church, you think, is that really necessary? Yeah. Um, yeah. How do we balance we, that? Yeah. One of the things that we're currently doing since we've come back post-pandemic, we're meeting with our youth and children in the auditorium for worship again, just for 20 minutes at the start. And we're really encouraging parents to engage their children yeah. and young people in the worship yeah. Yeah. and we've had lots of conversations about how do we communicate that because you know we don't want a tone that's nagging or telling them off but it's always you know trying to bring out the positives and the encouraging aspects mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. you know I think it's a well-known um philosophy thing isn't it you you pat people on the back for good behavior and encourage that rather than wagging the finger which just yeah. puts people off <laughs> so, yeah 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 so. there's some psychology to this yeah that's it psychology yes <laughs> yeah yeah I love that I love that um 
let's move on then. So um, I think you've got a chapter on timeout and mm-hmm. uh, rest has been a topic that I've been thinking about for, for quite a while. I love the way you introduce not just rest, but kind of imagination and, and consideration, just thinking about the future, thinking about developments, all that kind of stuff. Um, fill us in a little bit about your thoughts about how you take rest, because we're in a busy period now, aren't we, with Christmas? It's yes. manic, you know, how we use our time is, is key now, but also how we rest is, is so important for church administrators, isn't it, not to get burnt out? Yes, I think for me, so what really fills my batteries, to use a well overused phrase, is um, creativity. So mm-hmm. I actually took last week off. I had to be really disciplined and not look at my email, <laughs> so, which I find really hard. One of the <laughs> yeah. things that I did do about three years ago was took email off my um, my phone. So yes. I cannot check it unless I turn my laptop on. And, yes. and I've got a lot more disciplined about not turning my laptop on now. So good. But um, but yeah, so last week um, I I spent some time just doing some creative stuff, had a day booked to go out with my husband and a friend, which uh, we actually went to a Doctor Who event. <laughs> I'm not that obsessed, <laughs> but we did. It was fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, but yes, it's just getting it in the diary and sticking to it. So um I try to have a rule where, because officially I only work four days a week, but it's not a set day off each week. But I do try and look far enough ahead that actually I'm going to take this afternoon or this morning or -hmm. or this whole day and preferably a whole day. I know not everybody can do that, but, and it is just that ring fencing of the time off. Yeah. And yeah. And just, you have to be really disciplined about it, but then I think that's, you know, it does tie back to the Sabbath yes, um, instruction to actually yeah. set this side of time. And it's for a very good reason. We do quickly burn out if we yes. don't take that time off. And but I think each of us will have different ways of enjoying that. My husband likes to play golf and he okay. goes out running a lot. <laughs> yeah. walk together. I find nature is really soothing. Yeah. I will often just go and walk. Yes. But yeah. For me, it is the creativity, which is why there's poems in the book. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you, you're spending your time just thinking and just doing those kind of things. It's, yes. it's great. I think you've got a great John Piper uh, book in there, a uh, quote in there. Sorry, I think it's a, it pro- oh, I'm going to say page 161, but it might not be that because of different first <laughs> and second editions and stuff. But yeah. um, this whole principle of abiding in me and just that that resting and rejoicing in in our Savior. Um, I, that's such an important part of it isn't it because the gospel is the thing that fuels us isn't it to do uh, what god's called us to do his grace at work in our own lives um yes and we we need that time to to spend time reading the word spend time praying spend time considering uh, so important yes and um, so i mean i try to do that on a personal level because mm. as you say it is vitally important that's yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I swim quite regularly and I find that's my God moments as well, just mm-hmm. up and down the pool because <laughs> don't, I don't swim fast. But, yeah, my, my mind is off with, you know, thinking about things, talking to God while I'm yeah. swimming. Um, but also as a staff team, we will start nearly every meeting. In fact, I think every meeting with a time of prayer and storytelling mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. focus on 
actually we're doing all of this for God and also yeah. isn't God amazing? <laughs> so, yes, yes. Often just taking those moments of actually let's just think, sit and think yeah. and be in his presence yes. before we get into the business. Even our trustee meetings, which are often quite time pressured and you know very technical, we still start with half an hour of prayer, stories and just focusing yeah. on God. And uh, and the last time we met, actually, it went off into personal prophetic over one another and the meeting started an hour later. So. <laughs> <laughs> we still got through all the business. It got a little rushed at the end. But, got rushed. but it was really important because not only, you know, it connected us as a team, but also it connected yeah. all of us with God in that moment. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, remembering that that big picture of why we do what we do is so important, isn't it? And I think that does yes. come through the cross in the book uh, really well, the connection from the practical things that we do to the gospel, to the ministry um, yeah. and, and why we do what we do and God's enabling us and empowering us to do what he's called us to do um, really does, really does come across well. Um, I, I, I love that. And, and the book's available. We'll, we'll put some uh, links on the website to, for people to buy. It's available on Amazon, isn't it? I'll, I'll hold it up here no, for those who are coming it's, on. It's available through you can now. Okay. So, yeah, they have gone exclusively with you can because they're such a great organization so yeah so buy it through them <laughs> okay so we'll we'll make sure the links are there you can pick that up through you can i think it's it's wonderfully wonderfully great sharon thank you for your time i'm sure listeners will go away and buy your book and we'll look forward to your next project I'm sure there <laughs> must be another project go ahead well, there's a few things simmering yes <laughs> I, I love that yeah. It's uh, you, well, you're a gifted writer, and, and I think there's just a, a lovely biblical base uh, to the book, and very practical, and, and it's, it's you know highly recommend it from the church office, and we'll we'll yeah. promote it on our site, and uh, yeah, Brilliant. do all we can. Yes, all well, right. Thank you, thank you for the opportunity, and thank you also for all you're doing to promote administration and support people. Really appreciate it. So uh, yeah, thank you very much. You. <laughs> lovely, thank you. If you're listening to the podcast and you've got any questions that we can help or point you in different directions, uh, please get in contact at questions at thechurchoffice.co.uk. Please check out the website for free resources. They're available for church leaders, for church administrators, anyone who needs um, maybe a little bit of help or a little bit of time saving, a bit of confidence maybe just to go, am I getting this right? What policies do I need? Please check out the site and, and see what's available to help.